Another day, another dollar. Welcome back to the lounge. Today is Thursday, May 31st, and it is Throwback Thursday here on the lounge. You know, every uh, every Thursday we do the... Always oh, leaving that door open. So annoying. Uh, every Thursday, Throwback Thursday here on the lounge. So today we're going to be going over a couple of different stories I found on the, you know, as always on history.com slash this day in history. And so... Today's episode, some pretty interesting topics, uh, iconic, some, the others not so iconic, but uh, so we'll start with the last time we started with the uh, most recent, today we'll start with the oldest, just because I think it's the, at least in my opinion, least interesting. Uh, today in 1911, oh well, before any of that, uh, today I'm smoking the Bay Asides by AJ Fernandez, just thought it would be a cool little smoke to have, you know, on the on this segment. Today we're not really going over the cigar, reviewing the cigar at all. We're just really talking about the the events that happened and you know what what I think of them. And you guys can always leave a comment saying what you thought of uh, of the events yourselves. So in let me just light it. Why don't I just light it first? Again, straight cut as always here on the lounge. Not really judging it today, but I've just gotten so accustomed to straight the straight cut that. It would feel wrong not to do the straight cut. I'll smoke the V-cut occasionally, but... For the most part, the uh, the, the straight cut is uh, what I like now. It's nice not having to review a cigar today, just getting to enjoy it somewhat while we uh, go over these topics. So, today in 1911, the first Indianapolis 500 is held. I think that's like a racing thing. Yeah, it's definitely a, a racing automobile, um, you know, course or track or contest, tournament, whatever you want to call it. But um, never really been a big fan of the uh, of the race car driving. I'm more of a football basketball baseball guy myself yeah i know how mainstream now i'm really into esports twitch i think is going to be a very big thing you guys know i play video games but uh i think esports is the future so we want to talk about the past the first indianapolis 500 was held uh more than 100 years ago you know 100 years from now we're going to be talking about the first esports contest ever held or the first, you know, whatever game it was is held, that 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 uh, contest is held. And it'll probably be around for a really long time. I know this the Smash Bros. community is very big. The Fortnite community at this moment in time is very big. Minecraft is still huge. Overwatch, you know, League of Legends, War, World of Warcraft. Those are all really big uh, niches and worlds that people live in. So I don't think esports is going to die anytime in our lifetime, but definitely 100 years from now, we're going to be talking about the first contests of those types or the first tournaments of those types being held nowadays. So talking about the first Indianapolis 500, on this day in 1911, Ray Huron drives his single-seater Marvin Marmon Wasp to victory in the inaugural Indianapolis 500, now one of the world's most famous motor racing competitions. So, 
one of the world's most famous motor racing competitions nowadays. But let's see how it is in the uh, in the future. Let's see how that does. Now the second one I thought was very interesting because it plays into some topics of you know censorship and what goes on in that world, um, you know where people really can't express themselves or whatever. But so you guys have some more clarity. In 1977, the BBC bans the Sex Pistols "God Save the Queen." So in 1977, the the British Broadcasting Channel, I think that's what it, BBC stands for, bans the Sex Pistols "God Save the Queen." Uh, let's read a little bit more on history.com slash this day in history. Just got to plug them, you know. I didn't write this. I didn't research this. 30 days after its release, John Linton, better known as Johnny Rotten, offered this assessment of the song that made the Sex Pistols the most reviled and revered figures in England in the spring of 1977. So this is what uh, Johnny Rotten said, had to say about this. There are not many songs written over baked beans at the breakfast table that went on to divide a nation and force a change in popular culture. Timed with typical Sex Pistols flair to coincide with Queen Elizabeth's the second Silver Jubilee, the release of God Save the Queen was greeted by precisely the current the tor the torrent uh, the torrent of negative press that the Sex Pistols manager had hoped. On May 31st, 1977, the song earned a total ban on radio airplay from the BBC, a kiss of death for a normal pop single, but a powerful endorsement for an anti-establishment rant like God Save the Queen. Never even heard the song. That's the crazy part. Should I play it? Should I play it? I'll play a few seconds of it. Maybe they have a music video. God save the queen. Do they have a music video I could play? Well, they have one with lyrics. Wait, this is the anthem. This isn't God Save the Queen, Sex, Pistols, with lyrics. This is what I'm looking for. Okay, you see? Yeah, yeah. This is what I thought.
Okay, so I can see, I definitely see why they banned it. Um, I think that was a little, you know, a little, they got carried away a little bit, I would say. Whatever, that was back in uh, 1977 that they did that. I wonder if they ever un unbanned it. It doesn't say from what I can see here on the article. But wow. Powerful song, powerful group, powerful message. I really, I really, really, you know, feel for people who, who put themselves out on the line to, to stand up for something that they believe in. And here they definitely, I mean, imagine, I don't know. I don't know what it was like living in England in that time, but the fact that they banned it from the radio just goes to show that they were trying to suppress some type of, you know, revolutionary or rebellious message, so... Good job, Sex Pistols. I, I, I like the song. I like the, the message up to the point that I heard. So, speaking of fake news, that's a joke. But uh, this is actually my favorite channel to watch just because it's, I feel, I'm not going to say the most centrist or anything like that, but I, I like watching this one because I like seeing where other people come from. And I like seeing where, what, what people other than myself have to say. So I watch every news channel and that fake news thing was a joke. And I know I have to say and apologize for saying it because you never know. You never know. So uh, speaking of fake news, uh, June 1st, so tomorrow, in 1980, CNN launches the cable news, the cable news network. On this day in 1980, CNN, the world's first 24-hour television news network, makes its debut. The network signed on at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from its headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, with a lead story about the attempted assassination of civil rights leader Vernon Jordan. CNN went on to change the notion that news could only be reported at fixed times throughout the day. At the time of CNN's launch... TV news was dominated by three major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and their nightly 30-minute broadcasts, well, and their nightly 30-minute night broadcasts. Initially available in less than 2 million U.S. homes, today CNN is seen in more than 89 million American households and over 160 million homes internationally. What a reach. Holy crap. Yeah, man. They they reach a lot of people, bro. 160 million homes. That is a lot of people. A lot of people. Wow. I just hate the divide that we have in this country right now where because you watch CNN and just you are automatically labeled like this stereotypical, you know, liberal or whatever leftist. And if you watch Fox, you're automatically a neo-Nazi white supremacist. Like, why can't we just, you know, watch each other's stuff? And why can't we just, you know, live in harmony on this earth? You know, this place we call home, like the U.S. specifically. Oh, I just saw something. The Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, I love that album. Also came out on June 1st. That's crazy. Uh, that was in part. I just saw it in the in the side column. But yeah, so CNN, I mean, like, I just hate the divide that we have in this country right now. I just really hate it. And then going from the leftist talk, we're going to go over to the right now. In 1988, Reagan arrives in Moscow for summit talks. 
And in, in, in here, President Reagan traveled to Moscow to begin the fourth summit meeting held in the past three years with Soviet leader Gorbachev. Through the summit produced, no, though the summit produced no major announcements or breakthrough, it served to illuminate both the successes and failures achieved by the two men in terms of U.S.-Soviet relations. I guess this is towards uh, the end of the Cold War. I'm not really sure. Maybe already after the Cold War. In May 1988, Reagan made his first trip to Moscow to meet with Gorchevac and begin their fourth summit meeting just six months later during a summit in Washington, D.C. in December 1987. The two men had signed the historic Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, which eliminated an entire class of nuclear weapons from Europe. In many ways, Reagan's first trip to Moscow in May was a journey of celebration, demonstrating the famous Reagan charm the president and his wife waded into crowds of Russian well-wishers and curiosity seekers to shake hands and exchange pleasantries. How, well, however, the talks between Reagan and Gorchevac revealed that serious differences still existed between the Soviet Union and the United States. Fundamentally, we're two different countries. You know, we're always going to have those differences. They're still around today. And you would think with the internet and the level of communication that we have this day and age, we'd be able to better express our ideas, you know, transcending through different uh, barriers that we have built with our minds around who people are and where they stand, you know, in a geopolitical map. But no, we still, we still subscribe to the ideological, you know, ways of thinking, ideological groups that we've, put ourselves in and put other people in without ever talking to other people about where they could or rather would be so always gonna have a divide you know like Reagan tried his best Gorchevac clearly showed some effort I'm not too familiar with the story there or the history of that era of time but definitely definitely both showed effort in trying to and sometimes that's the most important part showing effort and showing that you're willing to put you know your neck out on the line to achieve something. I know people don't want to talk about, you know, Kim Jong-un and, and, uh, and Trump, but like, let's just, let's just like realize that they're both, you know, they're both putting effort forward. That's, it seems, I, I don't know the whole story there. Someone left their phone here. Someone left their phone here. I don't know if you could hear it, but um, it's ringing in the back or in the front. Not really too sure. Either way, either way. Uh, well, actually, either way, that, that basically does, uh, that wraps up everything that I had to say about, uh, you know, this week in history. You know, kind of little, picked my nose right there a little bit. Uh, I'm getting a bit of a cold. I'm going out of town this weekend. So the next couple episodes you guys see are going to be pre-recorded. I'm going to pre-record Friday's Favorite Tonight and then uh, Saturday, uh, Social Saturday is also going to be pre-recorded. I'm going out of town on a work trip to Bimini, working with this company that, or not this company, but this event. I'm running their social media over there, uh, just helping them out, basically like a social media manager slash, you know, marketing consultant type thing. Uh, gonna go over there for the weekend and you know I think it's gonna be a lot of fun I went last year as well doing photography for them instead but should be fun should be fun it's in Bimini uh, two nights so I'll leave Friday morning and get there on and leave there Saturday or Sunday afternoon so it's gonna be fun 
Either way, thank you guys for staying tuned to the end of the episode. If you like what we had to say and you want to see more, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you like this video, hit that like button. Uh, drop a comment, you know, if you liked uh, what we had to say this episode. Again, Throwback Thursday is the one episode that I'm not too confident about in the style that, I'm so, that I've am that i set so far. But, you know, I, I like this. Uh, if we were able to, you know, communicate better, uh, it would be a lot more fun. So... Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Thank you for staying tuned. I'll catch you guys tomorrow for Friday's favorite number five.